Hey everyone, my name is Joshua and I want to thank you so much for being here today. And if you're watching on YouTube or Rumble or any other platform like that, I would be super grateful if you liked and subscribed and even said hello. That'd be awesome of you. Anyway, uh, I do want to thank you to everyone who's downloaded the podcast. This podcast that I've been doing is really not even a show and I don't want to label it a podcast even though you're hearing it through my podcast platform. <laughs> um... This is not meant to be a show. In fact, any of the new content that I'm creating that you can find at joshuatberglund.com, it's not really about a show or anything like that. It's just content, very focused or sometimes not focused nonsense that's meant to entertain and enlighten, but then there's also educational content and informative content and other things like that, but it's not really a show. It's just me. It's my name. It's Joshua, and I kind of like that. Because now I get to do whatever I want. I don't have to organize anything. I'm not going to make you wait through intro videos and (laughs) bumpers. And of course, I think on some of the podcasts are probably just commercials. But I didn't put those commercials in there. Um, It's just one of the ways that I get to monetize my content now. So I do apologize if you're getting commercial breaks. But that's not what I want to talk about. Um, I've been talking about recently a few things. And one of them was the kingdom journey. Uh, that I've started. And look, I've been on a kingdom journey for for several years. Now, of course, I thought this kingdom journey meant that I was supposed to serve and only serve um, because that's what hit me in my spirit when I started feeding my mind with these teachings and lectures and, and learning about the kingdom way uh, through people like Graham Cook and uh, Dr. Miles Monroe and then other people. So I started taking this new course because I knew that I've missed something. Right? Like, it's not that all of the serving that we've done the last few years and not actually, you know, working a job job, but just volunteering and serving and helping people through our nonprofit, um, you know, because that didn't bear the fruit that we expected, but we weren't doing it because we expected it to be, you know, all of these millions of dollars or anything. It was just that this is what we felt led in our spirit to do. And while I could look at it like a mistake, I won't. I just know that there's more to the picture than what I knew. And so I've apologized also in those videos by saying, hey, like if I encouraged anyone just to go out and serve and only serve, I mean, it's an an insane proposition, but in fairness, God did provide. Like we've never gone without, we just didn't have excess of things, which do we really need excess? So while I'm not prepared to say that the method of serving and only serving uh, didn't work for us. I will say that it did not get us. It did not supply for us in the way that we had hoped to be able to further our mission. And our mission is deeply personal to us. And it's a huge mission. It's a huge goal. Uh, and you can read all about it. It's on my website and also uh, the Live Model Worldwide Foundation website. So there was more to the picture that I needed to learn. Like in other words, you can apply eight principles, but if there's 10 principles and you're not using the other two, is it really gonna work? To use you to use a, a, a different analogy, and I don't know how appropriate this is, but it's almost like um, a dissolute of cannabis. Well, I would rather have full spectrum. I can't believe I used that analogy. Um, okay, another analogy. So I'm from Oklahoma originally. Um, even though I say LA is home for me, because it is, I was born in Oklahoma and 
Um, and I live in Minnesota now. Freaking so cold here. So cold in Minnesota. Oh my gosh. Anyway, um, beer. Beer in Oklahoma is 3.2. And that's like eating half-baked bread is the joke about the about the beer in Oklahoma. You know, it's not six point, which is real beer, supposedly. Anyway, um, like who wants that? Like you want the full effect, right? That that That's the point of the joke. And like I said, I have no idea how appropriate it was, but it's the same thing. It's like applying God's law. Well, if you're only gonna use 80% of it, like how far is it gonna really get you? It's like telling the truth. If you tell 99% of the truth, is that still the truth or is it a lie? Because you didn't tell the whole truth. Oh, anyway. So one of the mistakes I think a lot of us make is the the point of saying all this is one of the mistakes that we all make is that we leave church, we leave our teacher, we leave our course, and we're like, yeah, I got all the information. I got all the information because the preacher gave it to me in that 30-minute sermon. Or if you went to a church like I, or go to a church like I went to, now it's three hours. Like <laughs> you couldn't get the whole Bible in three hours. You can't, no. Um, but we take this information and run with it that we get from other people. Or sometimes it's even a word that we get in our own spirit. Or something that we, we get a download. And we're like, okay, well, this is it. This means I'm supposed to do all this now. Not knowing that it's really a vision for the future. You know, like you can start taking the steps now, but it doesn't mean that just because you saw yourself flying in a private jet or taking a nap on a big boat or speaking in front of a millions of people, just because you saw it doesn't mean it's happening today. I mean, it could, but probably not. So my point is this, and I made this mistake also with um, with wanting to preach. I mean, not really be a preacher, more of a shock jock evangelist, but I had no business doing it. You know why? Because I don't know the whole Bible. And I think anyone to preach, you should know the whole Bible. And you know what? I don't think anyone should preach because I don't think anyone knows the whole Bible. Because the whole Bible is not given to us. Not at all. And so there's nothing anyone can say to me. And I love Jesus with all my heart. You can say that I'm going to hell, but okay. You don't, I mean, say what you want to say. I gave my life to the Lord. Serve the Lord faithfully every day of my life. I love the Lord. But guess what? We're not given all the information. The church isn't giving it to you. The Bible's not even giving it to you because the Bible has been changed and modified and everything else. And there's so many different versions of the Bible that say different things. I mean, this Bible alone is completely different than the rest of the Bibles in my house. One day I should do a video of like just showing how different it is. And you could say, well, it really means the same thing. But does it really? Does it really? I mean, in Revelation, the one thing that I've noticed that's pretty consistent about the last chapter is that it says, if anyone changes the words of these texts, you're in big fat trouble, mister. They didn't say that exactly, but it does imply that. But the word has been changed a lot at least the words in this text. So, anyway, that said, we got to be very careful about taking information we get from other people and thinking that that's the whole thing or even the whole truth. Some of these kingdom teachers, especially these and in prophetic uh, prophets, 
Look, I, I think that a lot of them mean well. But the problem is they're not giving us the full picture. I think the problem with giving testimonies in general is that we sugarcoat them, we hide them, we don't give the full truth about our testimony, therefore it loses, it loses its power. The teachings of a text, any, any, any philosopher, any teacher, any holy religious text, you're not given the whole truth. There's a layer to it, there's a depth to it, there's more. And you gotta believe a lot of what a lot of what we need to know has been hidden, and only a few know have that information. Pretty interesting. So I used to dabble um, in some occult practices, like on the evil side, and not even really knowing what the word meant. I was just drawn to it, which is terrifying, because part of the weird and crazy and evil stuff I did was playing in that world. But really, the occult is just hidden information. It's really what it means. So you can use it for good or bad. It's in the same way that you can use the gifts that you were born with. Like each and every one of you were born with a gift. A very special gift that is meant to tie into your extraordinary purpose of how you get to make a difference in the world. But you can use that same gift for evil. I did. And you know, one of the things that I could never figure out was what's the difference between the Holy Spirit and the Great Spirit that gave life to everything on the planet? I don't think there's any difference. I think the Holy Spirit is that same Spirit because it's God's Spirit, so it's holy, right? And if Jesus came to earth and then he died and God's Spirit was released out of him, and that's what we have to be our guide, our healing power, and so on. Like how we. I think that's where our gifting lies. I think that's where we discover truth. And look, it's a working thought. It's not exact. And don't take it as gospel because it's not. I don't know that it is or not. I just, this is what I'm coming to believe. Like I can't, I've never been able to figure out that difference. And did I have a supernatural experience with the Holy Spirit? Oh, it was so supernatural. It changed my life. But I, that same spirit has led me to ask a lot of questions that have, well, had people question my faith and my sincerity in it. My religion doesn't look like yours because it's not religion. I have a personal relationship with the Lord and that's a personal relationship. But my days of preaching and trying to tell people what's right and wrong for them are done. Or at least matter of fact statements. Oh, I say I'm done. Like that right there was a matter of fact statement. I just caught myself. I may say it again because I'm human and I have opinions and sometimes as a talk show host I share opinions that maybe I should keep to myself and I'm working on it because you know what I don't believe in absolute truths anymore I think there's only one truth and that's God's truth and I we don't have all of it yet and so all of these videos of all these preachers like the John Maxwell's and I forgot that dude's name it's the V like it's all well and great that this is a little word of God and what they're preaching and they're and they do their thing but they're speaking a matter of factly and it's not right because they're not preaching from the full Bible so that makes them liars but they're unintentional liars they're doing what they feel is right it doesn't make them bad and those don't agree with it at the same time I appreciate the fact that they're calling out the Benny Hens of the world 
I appreciate the fact that they're calling out all these fake prosperity gospel mother truckers because they're not telling you the whole truth. There's more to it. So anyway, I want to say this really quick. Um, I've been hurt by a lot of prophets, and that's why I'm going to read from the Bible today about something I saw in Jeremiah. Blew my mind. Um, like it spoke very loudly to me. And I've been so busy building out the new website, the media company in a box this week that I haven't had time to do an episode on this, but I felt led to do it right now, this way. No broadcast, just talking to you. I know a lot of people have been hurt by prophets and I was really angry at all those prophets because they hurt me. But here's the thing. I also know what they were saying to me was partly true. It wasn't hundred percent truth, but it was true enough. And so while I get mad and I think they're full of shit, some of them, and some of them are, are evil, I do know that the messages I was given were pretty accurate. Like, not all the way, but pretty accurate. And I was able to take from what I knew was true. And so... By getting on any platform and starting to call people false prophets, you're just setting yourself up to be one too. Because we're all false prophets. Because you can't preach something when you don't know the whole truth. And we don't have the whole truth. But we get to do is be love. We get to forgive. We get to be kind to people. We get to do the best we can do. And you know what? We get to love God with all of our heart and soul too. And get to be that love for other people. But using our platform to call people out, I'm done doing that crap. And I may slip up and do it again, but in the end, I don't think there's really, I mean, like I know there's evil in the world because I was evil, but this, this infighting that Christians get into about what's right and wrong is ridiculous because at that point, they're no different than fighting over which religion's right, which God is real and so forth. It's all this, like when you're infighting like that, amongst Christianity it's not helping anything it's not helping anyone it's not bringing people to God or to Jesus not at all it's insanity and you're fighting over pre and post trip like does it matter should you be living your life waiting on pre or post trip should you be living your life worrying about when the rapture is going to happen when Jesus is going to come back no not at all live we should be living our best life now, living to the best of our ability now in full gratitude and thankfulness and doing what we were created to do. We should be doing it every day, not getting up in people's business, telling them that they're going to hell and they're wrong because they interpreted the Bible wrong, but yet doesn't mean your interpretation was any more right. People fight over the dumbest stuff and I've been guilty of it too. I'm I'm done. I repent from that. I mean, I want people to know the truth. I want to help lead people to truth and to God's promises. And I want to help elevate people into their God-given purpose and what they were created to do. No matter what they've done in this world. And I know that Jesus changed my life. But he changed my life without me knowing all the truth. He changed my life without knowing two words of this Bible. I still barely know the Bible and I read it every day. You know why I barely know it? 
because it's different every day. The Bible is different every day when you read it. It's not the same. I don't know how it does it. Can't make sense to it. Maybe it's about perception. Maybe it's about mood. I don't know. But I know it changes every day. So we got to quit beating each other up about what we think is right and wrong. Because you know what? You don't have a freaking clue. And then you go, well, the Bible says in the Bible. What did it say before they changed it? What did they say? And you know what? If the, the simple the, the simple fact that Enoch, one Enoch is not in the Bible is mind blowing to me, and I I don't know the whole history of the Gospel of Thomas, but I'll tell you what: every time I read the Gospel of Thomas or I listen to it, it hits me right in my spirit. Because instead of listening to the commentary and opinions and the stories, I'm hearing Jesus talk, and it sounds like something that's very very true so we don't know the whole truth so speaking in absolutes is insanity there's got to be truths enough truth in everything that we're told because that's why we believe it because our spirit I, I, I think that we have the adability but where the mind F comes in is when we question the other part of the story and then we see contradictions like, well, what's true? Well, you're supposed to live by faith. You're supposed to trust. Okay. I don't know if we even really know what faith really means. But there's a lot of opinions about it. Like even what I believe faith, about faith wasn't right. But I'm learning. So we should give each other more grace. And so while I'm going to read something about prophets right now, I want to make this clear. This is not to attack. It just means that we should be very, very careful about the titles we give ourselves. And I'm saying that as the world's mayor. And we should be very careful about claiming that we are speaking for God. Because even if we are, we don't know the damage we're doing. Even in giving our opinions, we don't know the kind of damage we could be doing. I'm learning a lot. And as far as this financial journey that I've been on, it's getting better every day. Um, but even that, the kingdom teachers, they're not telling the whole picture. They're not telling the whole truth. Or, and, and then maybe they're not doing it on purpose, but they're not giving us the full picture. But I will tell you, shifting my mindset and applying the principles is already paying off for me. And, um, and when I understand it more, I'm going to teach it, but I'm not there yet. I'm still learning and I want to prove that it works before I start going, okay, this is how it is. And cause I know that there's still more to it is the point. There's more to the picture. And so while I wanted to document this financial journey in some way, I mean, I have been, um, but as I get further into it, I'm realizing that there's so much more to this. I want to be very, very careful about what I start telling people what to do because it's, I got to be responsible. Okay. So Jeremiah, let's go with, Ooh, the Lord will punish unfaithful prophets. Jeremiah 23, 11. 
the Lord told me to say. <laughs> That's a dangerous statement. I am not saying that. That's what's in this book. You prophets, and, you prophets and priests think so little of me, the Lord, in my own temple. I personally think our body is the temple that God dwells in. I don't know if it ties into the same story of the book, because I know the order of things matters, but I believe that we are the temple where the Holy Spirit and God and Jesus reside. Now I'll punish you with disaster, and you will slip and fall in the darkness. I, the Lord, have spoken. The prophets in Samaria were disgusting to me because they preached in the name of Baal and led my people astray. Immediately when I said that, I just saw tongues waggling. You know, prayer in tongues. The prophets in Samaria were disgusting to me because they preached in the name of Baal and led my people astray. And you prophets in Jerusalem are even worse. You're unfaithful. By the way, it reminds me. Have you ever heard about the America old world theory? Meaning that the old world is actually America and it's not the new world. And that Jerusalem, this holy land that's talked about in the Bible, that Jerusalem is actually Chicago. Have you ever heard that one? It's a fun wormhole to go into. Okay. You are unfaithful in marriage and you never tell the truth. And the marriage that it's referring to in this is actually marriage to God, not marriage to a spouse. You're unfaithful in marriage and never tell the truth. You even lead others to sin instead of helping them turn back to me. You and the people of Jerusalem are evil like Sodom and Gomorrah. You prophets in Jerusalem have spread evil everywhere. That's why I say, that's why I, the Lord, promise to give you bitter poison to eat and drink. The Lord gives a warning. Don't listen to the lies of these false prophets, you people of Judah. The message they preached is something they imagined. So, I'm stopping there really quick. So, in some of these prophetic classes, I mean, those of you who don't know, I will give you some insight. But those of you who have ever gone to a prophetic class, two things that you learn. They teach you to pray in tongues. Just move your tongue around. Like you, it's an act of faith. And like the Holy Spirit doesn't drop in you and you go, like the Holy Spirit's not doing that. That's not how they're teaching it. That would make more sense if you had the gift of tongues that your tongue would just start going and like saying something. And maybe it is an exercise of faith. Maybe it's a vibrational tool. In other words, to raise your elevation by vibrating your tongue because you are energy and you vibrate so maybe there's something to do with that i don't know but but when you're in these classes they tell you oh you just start moving your tongue around and you do it in faith and you know what i believed it well it took me a while but then i believed it and i was like well if it's just an act of faith i'm gonna do it because i've done dumber stuff like marry somebody i didn't know as an act of faith that's a long story. It's documented. It's interesting. But anyway. Um, 
people do some stupid stuff in faith. It's more to faith than just operating in faith. But, and the other thing they do, um, teaching you prophetic words, is they tell you... <laughs> I should be ashamed of myself. Anyway, God, I can't even believe them. Like, I'm not making fun of it, but it's just, it feels wrong. But they'll tell you, like, well, I've heard the words, just make something up. It's an act of faith. Like, you know, the thought you have, like, that's the word. You just give it to them. And I, and, and, and I, I kid you not, I was told this one time and, and I was like, but my thought was, she had nice boobs. Is that what the Holy Spirit wants me to tell them? Because that was the thought. It doesn't make sense. But here's the deal. Some of these preachers say that no one's prophetic. Well, I think there's a big difference between getting visions and downloads and then being a prophet of God. Because we all get visions and dreams and downloads. Every one of us. Every one of us. But it doesn't make us a prophet. And I don't know if there's real prophets or not, but from what I understand is that to be considered a prophet of God, that you're always accurate. And these prophets uh, that have become very popular are not exactly accurate. And if you learn some of their tricks, you would understand why. Anyway, okay. These prophets go to people who refuse to respect me and who are stubborn and do whatever they want. The prophets tell them the Lord has promised everything will be fine. No, everything's not going to be fine. I mean, it will be, but it won't be too. Like, we're, shit's going to hit the fan. Things are going to get crazy. But there's an equal, equally opposite reaction to anything that happens. So for all the bad, there'll be that much good and vice versa. Dude, you, you, you have just as much evil in you as you do good. What are you going to exercise? Because both are present. I gave my life to the Lord and I've changed a lot, but really I'm still the same guy. Same, same joy, same ha things that make me happy. I mean, for the most part. That's not 100% correct because I enjoy family time now and I enjoy my wife and I enjoy my kids and I'm not a cheater and I'm none of those awful things that I was. But my interest, my passion, my turn-ons, my turn-offs, yeah, pretty much the same. I didn't change much. Still the same guy. Still him. But what I exercise and what I work out, what I feed my mind with, plays a massive role in what comes out of me. But I, the Lord, tell you that these prophets have never attended a meeting of my council in heaven. People going to the courtrooms of heaven. That one's still weird to me. Um, I still don't understand it. I'm not making fun of anybody. I just don't understand it. But I've heard people like, I'm going to court in heaven to fight your case. So I don't know if this Bible passage is talking about that or not, but I find it very interesting. But I, the Lord, tell you that these prophets have never attended a meeting of my council in heaven or heard me speak. 
they are evil. So in my anger, I will strike like I will strike them like a violent storm. I won't calm down until I've finished what I have decided to do. Someday you will understand exactly what I mean. I did not send these prophets or speak to them, but they ran to find you and to preach their message. If they had been in a meeting of my council in heaven, they would have told you people of Judah to give up your sins and come back to me. Every one of these prophets right now, that's what they should be screaming. The ones telling you about Nezra and Jezra and the, the earthly riches that are to come, King Solomon's gold and all that other bullcrap, that's the B system. If it's anything, it's the B system. God doesn't give you just dump money and riches in your lap because of nothing. Like, it didn't work that way. And if it, I don't know if you'd want it if it did. So these people that are hanging on and waiting out for the Nezer and Drezra, same people that follow Q probably, yeah, that's all false light. That ain't gonna, that's not gonna lead you anywhere good. I did not speak to these prophets or speak to them, but they ran to you and to preach their message. If they had been in a meeting of my council in heaven, they would have told you people of Judah to give up your sins and come back to me. I am everywhere, both far and near. In heaven and on earth, there are no secret places where you can hide from me. These unfaithful prophets claim that I've given them a dream or a vision, and then they tell lies in my name. But everything they say comes from their own twisted minds. How long can this go on? They tell each other their dreams and try to get my people to reject me. But as their ancestors left me and worshiped Baal, their dreams and my truth are as different as a straw and wheat. But when prophets speak for me, they must say only what I have told them. I gotta stop there. That's on, that's 28, 23, 28. Um, I gotta stop there because there's something to this and I have to admit to this. So I get downloads, I get, I see things. Why do what I do? Because of what I saw as a kid. My visions and dreams have never, haven't changed much. And I see doom too. <laughs> but I see, I see amazing, but I also see doom, lots of doom. Um, Lots of heartache, lots of pain, lots of suffering. I see all of it. That's why I started warning people two and a half years ago, and I'm not going to say what it was. Um, you can find my Meet the Beast episode and learn all about it, but it's got kicked off of YouTube and multiple other places, but it's sitting on Rumble, actually. Meet the Beast. When I start, first started talking about this, and I started warning people about what was coming and what was in a something-something, Trying to be nice to YouTube so I don't get kicked off again. But I've been warning people. And you know why I can warn people? Because I already have HIV. I know what to look for. I know how to read it because I've been trying to find my own dadgum cure for it. So what I want to say is about these downloads and these words. The mistake I've made is I absolutely have added on my own words to what God showed me. And I'm not supposed to do that. This convicted me of that. Um, I was convicted before, but this made me go, okay, I got to be careful with this. And it's easy to do because there's an ego 
Your our ego can come into play in giving any word for God. A hundred percent. Because it's exciting. Because you, it's like a magic trick. It's not your magic trick, though. It's God's. But we act like it's ours when we go, Hey, I'm supposed to tell you something. But then you add on to it, right? That's what this is talking about. My words are a powerful fire. They are like a hammer that shatters rocks. The unfaithful prophets claim I gave them their dreams, but it has, but it isn't true. I didn't choose them to be my prophets, and yet the babble on and on, speaking in my name, while stealing words from each other. And when my people hear these liars, they are led astray instead of being helped. So I warn you that I am now the enemy of these prophets. I, the Lord, have spoken. It's almost like those, uh, you ever had like gambling advice, those sports bookies on the weekend on the sports radio, and they're like, oh, I got my guaranteed lock for the year. If you know that system and how it works, it's wild. It's, um, so it may have changed, but basically these recorded messages, these free pick giveaways, they split them down the middle. There's different recorded messages and they tell them. And it averages things out. I mean, there's more to it than that. But it's it's just a game. It's a game. So they borrow other people's stats, other people's statistics. They use them as of their own. I mean, it it's uh, profits take words. Gamblers borrow from each other. You know, they're stealing each other's picks. Or they'll give out two different picks to two different sets of people. But they do it. They're like, hey, well, I was right with one half. So if you piss off half the audience, well, no big deal. Because you got the other half really happy, right? So, and it just, it, and it averages out. The prophets do it. Politicians do it. Everyone's doing it to us. It's not just profit. Yeesh. Okay. So, this is the last part. News and nuisance. The Lord said to me, Jeremiah, when a prophet or priest or anyone else comes to you and asks, does the Lord have news for us? Tell them, you people are a nuisance to the Lord and he will get rid of you. If any of you say, here is news from the Lord. A lot of people say that. If any of you say, here is news from the Lord, I will punish you and your families. And even if you are a prophet or priest, instead, you must ask your friends and relatives, what answer did the Lord give? What has the Lord said? It seems if you say, here is news from the Lord, you are twisting my words into a lie. Remember that I am your God, the Lord all powerful. If you go to a prophet, it's all right to ask, what answer did the Lord give to my question? What has the Lord said? But if you disobey me, here's the news from the Lord. I will pick you up and throw you far away, and I will abandon the city of Jerusalem that I gave your ancestors. You will never be free from your shame or disgrace.
So, um, man, that's a lot. Wow. Thank you for listening. And man, you gotta love this journey we're on. Like whatever journey you're on, because we're all on a journey. Even if you're sitting still, you're on a journey, a journey to nowhere, but a journey nonetheless. I don't have all the answers. I'm glad I don't, because I would imagine that that is quite a bit of responsibility. Now that said, I want, I love responsibility. I, I, I love accountability. And even though it can be very humbling sometimes, but Jesus changed my life. I can't explain it. I don't identify with many Christians because I think differently than, than them. And, um, but I love the Lord nonetheless. And without Jesus, I would know I wouldn't be here because that experience that I had, it was everything, it was everything changing. That doesn't mean I have all the answers and know the whole truth. I, I want the whole truth. I'm seeking the whole truth. I mean, there would be a lot of responsibility to have because even my limited understanding of what it's like to have a truth that some people don't want to accept, like the burden that that was, the burden, the, the loss that the last two and a half years has been because of standing on truth and sharing truth absolutely even though I knew it I still didn't know the absolute whole truth so was losing all the people that I love to warn them about what was coming was it worth it I don't know I mean warning people about the fourth industrial revolution as if it was some scary thing look it, there's some bad stuff with it potentially, but I mean, God has the final say with everything anyway, so it's not like we really know. I stand by the warnings I gave about certain medical treatments because, oh, I mean, we're all seeing that play out. I'm glad I gave those warnings because if I save one person from doing it, then great. But at the same time, I don't know if I came out on top of that or not because trying to force truth on other people that aren't ready to receive it, you might as well kick them in the nuts. And if they don't have nuts, well, you know, you get it. I think that we, I think that we, um, Maybe we should start with giving each other grace because we don't have all the answers and we've been lied to since the beginning about everything, even our religion. This isn't the whole truth about Jesus. If it was the whole truth about Jesus, then we would have it every single year of his life in this text, and we don't. It doesn't make Jesus less awesome, but we don't have the whole truth. We don't have the whole truth because there's books and chapters and sentences and words modified in every Bible. And God 
did not handwrite any of them. Inspired by God? Absolutely. But it's not the whole truth. And acting like it is, is foolish, it's naive, and it's ridiculous. So we've got to quit beating each other up. Beat, I mean, look, any extreme of anything isn't right. Extreme right, extreme left, extreme pro-LGBT, extreme anti, extreme pro-abortion, extreme not, like, what, any extreme isn't right. It's not right. What is right? I don't know, but it's somewhere in the middle. It's kind of like when you're trying to get the truth from three people, and they're all telling you a different story. The truth is somewhere in the middle. So, we should give each other more grace. We should also forgive the people um, that said really, really awful things to the anti-Jebbers. We should forgive them too. Because you know what? People grew up believing that they could trust their government and their news just like the religion I think we're just doing the best we can do I do believe that God provides all the answers that we ask and seek and ask for but we get that directly from him no one else in my opinion God bless you thank you for watching thank you for listening Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for downloading. And thank you to everyone who's become a member at joshuatberglund.com. And by the way, the membership is free. I mean, there's look, there's a free part of the membership, but there's extra special stuff uh, for people that enroll in uh, the monthly membership, which is $1.99. And that goes directly to the Live Model Worldwide Foundation. Thank you for your support. God bless you that off button right there I'm not going to edit this out because that would be not as fun bye